This is a Web Canopy Studio production. What's the deal with this pop life and what's it all about? Is that yeah. Toxic by Britney Spears? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I didn't or is know. that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Got it. I For knew it was sure. the same era. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> okay, I'm with you now. Can you guys start like an acapella group together? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That'd be cool. How's anyway. everyone doing this morning? So far, so good. Yeah. It is. I needed coffee, but I didn't prepare. Before. I forgot okay. coffee too. That's all right. I got a. Is Tim in the office? A pample mousse. If yes, please have a. There's about an eighth delivery. of an inch of water left in that bottle right there. If you. Oh, dibs, dibs, dibs. Me, you please. Wet your palate. I don't know how long that's been sitting. <laughs> right, that's been there for a hot sec. I'm sure it's just been sitting there leaching. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just like radiating through the sun. You could see. Mm-hmm. Okay, no one wants to hear me talk about a gross water bottle in our house. <laughs> this is a great uh, podcast so far. So yeah. far, so good. I would have turned it off. Aw. No. <laughs> so we have some different faces than usual. Raquel's usually in here. I feel like we're just like we're very eclectic. We're always new. We're switching it up. We got Sam in here. We got Raquel. We got John. Unfortunately, I'm here again. You guys have to deal with me. I'm sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> we have a cool, very like, uh, hmm, this is the wrong word, but avant-garde subject today oh my god is that right oh my I like gosh. It. let's I go with it the phone and i came in here all right so. we're diving right in um it's about how to clean up your predecessor's mess Ooh. and it's kind of like a tongue twister now that i say it out loud mm-hmm. it looked way better when i was typing it mm-hmm. but it's like um let's say you're we're probably going to keep this in the realm of like you're a marketing director you're I just like hired it. at like a new probably like hundred person plus company. So it's like not so small, but like a mid-level enterprise company and their marketing director has either been in like the same kind of like everyday shuffle or they've destroyed their marketing and you are there to either fix it or just like boost it because I mean, I don't want to say that necessarily they, the person before you was doing anything wrong, but maybe they just weren't doing anything right either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have some real life examples for this. Raquel has been fired many times. <laughs> <laughs> Not my messes. Someone else's messes. The, then the follow up was amazing. Cleaned up her mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would love to hear a bunch of examples of this stuff because I think that's like the main thing. Um that's the biggest change of accounts for us is number one, when we are working with a a company and we get told that our point of contact, our primary point of contact that we've been working with for eight months is leaving. We can almost automatically Mm -hmm. write that account off because there's going to be a new marketing person that comes in and the marketing people want to do something different. They Mm want to put their foot down and start fresh and not just do the status quo. So even if we're getting results, it's almost always like, well, well, I can see the light. I'm coming in, the in and I'm coming in and doing it my way. So yeah. like, there's almost like really two extremes uh, to that. It's yeah. like you're coming in and you don't know what to do. Should you mm-hmm. keep you doing what your predecessor was doing, yeah. or do you clean house? And I feel I don't want to. Well, then uh, we have. But then there's the flip side of, um, which is probably what this is about. Like most of our best accounts 
are brand new marketing people that are mm-hmm. coming in to make an impact. Um, sure. Yes. With their company. And so one of the first things they do is talk to us and help, even if it's something small. It's like accepting that you're going to need a hand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can't put all of this on your shoulders, right? <laughs> and if you don't have the staff under you. Yeah. I mean, we're a Hail Mary for so many people. Yeah. Hail Mary, is that wrong? Hail Mary. We are a, a helping hand. Yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about, let's talk about. And I'm out. Bye, Cleaning guys. up. Thanks for <laughs> dropping it. Uh, cleaning up. Cleaning I up. can kick this off with a really, really classic with example. Song, right? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start out with a song. <laughs> this is Star Search, right? Okay, so I went into a situation. Um, the marketing team was attempting to work really closely with the sales team. This was not Web Canopy Studio. This was not Web Canopy Studio, <laughs> and I have only been fired once in my entire life. <laughs> and I, I was a, I was a youngin. It wasn't even yeah. So and I was really drunk. <laughs> don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even kidding. remember what happened. Just kidding. Uh, no, I went into you know basically okay. You've got predecessors. You're walking into a situation. The first thing you're going to do is kind of say. Hey, can you brief me on what have you been doing? What's working? Whatever, right? You want to sort of get a baseline where you're starting from. Baseline was they're trying to work with the sales team and they've been purchasing lists, email lists. Dun, dun, dun. Right. So exactly, literally the opposite of everything we try to coach people into doing. Do you want to get into why that's such a no-no? We can touch on it. We've probably harped on it before, but it's always worth harping on again, in my opinion. Uh, So many things about that. One, it's just, it's not inbound. We do inbound. We do permission-based marketing. There's a place for outbound too, but Mm -hmm. it's still not buying lists. Inbound, we want permission based. We want to attract the right people who we are, you know, a good fit with and want to build those relationships naturally based on um, inbound attraction. And the purchasing a list is, first of all, it's expensive. Second of all, they don't want to hear from you. Third, it's going right. to, you know, get you, nudge you toward getting blacklisted on any yeah. email marketing software that you're using. Damaging. So, yeah, in so many ways. Plus, the, the, these people, they don't know who you are. They don't want to hear from you. I mean, the chances that it's really even going to go anywhere are very slim. Yep. So I think for a long time, people were doing that, uh, you know. It's like they just wanted to deliver these leads. And instead of putting the work in, they're like, oh, you know, we can use this budget to just buy a bunch of leads, right? Mm-hmm. Sales gets their leads. We did our job. They're happy. They have leads. But they're not getting good leads, yeah. and that's the problem. Yeah, it, if yeah. you're buying a list, you're not the only person that's bought that list, and sure. so they've it's gotten for sale. Tons, Everyone's buying it. Yeah. Tons of junk emails that they're probably filtering pretty heavy. I sell now. our list all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> good money. It's great money. Uh, uh, so I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of us. reasons not to do that, and it, uh, another reason I think people do it a lot is. Just because it does take a long time to build a really good base. If you don't have an email list and you're starting from zero, it's really daunting to think about beginning that. So if it's something you or your company has never done, you have to put the time and the work and the effort and Mm -hmm. the communication into actually making a good quality database for yourself. It is 100% worth it. 
Case in point, going back into this conference room where they're telling me, oh, yeah, we've been we've been buying lists and I'm, you know, just blinking at them like, wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) Hold on a minute. So I start to try and, you know, build the case for absolutely not doing it that way and coming up with, all you know, all the other ways that we could be doing inbound. You want to spend money, you can even spend it on, you know, advertising, media placement, sponsored posts for content downloads, all these different things. Yeah. Right. But they were pushing back on it and just not wanting to do it. So finally, and this is a conversation that went on over the course of like a week, probably, you know, a couple meetings of like, you know, knock, knocking fists hey guys, of like, we're not, not going to do that. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll tell you what, we will take your purchase list and we will send out what we're going to go ahead and officially call an email blast. Cause that's exactly what we're going to do is we're just going to like hammer these people with an email they didn't ask for. And if it doesn't get an open rate or bounce rate, I said, your open rates, bounce rates, all this stuff, it's going to be really bad. If it's any better than and like set a bar for it, which I don't remember exactly what it was, but knowing it was going to be pretty bad. I said, if it fine, if it does, okay, we'll move forward with it. We'll send it one time though. And if it totally bombs, then you give me the chance to do it this way. Mm-hmm. They said, okay. That's a great tip. We sent it. It what? bombed. 2%? <laughs> People, oh, there was like a huge bounce rate, hardly an open rate, ah. <laughs> like a few percent, like no click through. We did get some responses that were not nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, not that I wanted anything to fail, but obviously it worked in my favor that it bombed. So I said, okay. I'm surprised they didn't tell you it was your fault. That email was so bad. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you did a horrible job making this one. I am not sure who they blamed. I think they all kind of laughed actually. Everybody was pretty That's cool good. about it. They were like, okay, knock yourself out. <laughs> Give it a shot. I, I like this subject of like, what are some other things do you think like, and it might just be like an old way of doing things. If the person who had your job before you has been there for four or five years, they probably around year two found a groove and said, this is fine. Let's just stay here. Mm -hmm. Like why try to ruin what I have? Like I'm not growing fast, but I'm doing my job every week. Mm -hmm. So let's segue from last podcast for those listeners. You want to stop, press pause and go back in and listen to the previous podcast, which is a good one. Really good. And we talk a little bit about the metrics metrics you should be monitoring and tracking. And, um, when you're a new marketing person coming into a company, like you just said, they've had, uh, four to five years of the predecessor, just like doing the same thing, seeing the same results and, and, and whatever. Um, if that person was doing a really good job and they enjoyed working for that company, they would not have left Mm. more than likely pending. They weren't getting like raises and the boss wasn't a total ass. Got him. But, (laughs) um, what I'm trying to say is looking one of the things that I would do in that situation is go right to the metrics that matter. Okay. Because there's going to be such a cluster. We've seen accounts come in. Why is my phone just going crazy right now? Oh Mr. Popular. Oh, we, we, uh, it's probably, <laughs> probably my wife, you know. Brag much? <laughs> no. All of them. Not to brag, but it's probably my wife. <laughs> and Larry's wife. Oh, uh, easy. <laughs> I'm joking, Amber. If you're listening, she would never, she she would never she'd listen. be so bored with she this. Be, <laughs> uh, okay, back. Sorry. Metrics. All right. You're coming in. You're a marketing person. 
What is Someone that? Someone knocking There's on the people window. just throwing knives at the ceiling. I'm trying to make a really awesome point, and in my head it sounds so good right now. <laughs> go, go, But go, I feel go, like go, go, what's go. coming out is not that awesome. So now... It's I'm, all you, dog. Okay, here we Metrics. go. Metrics. Metrics that matter. All right. New marketing person coming in, working, uh, cleaning up people's mess. We've had accounts come in that were like this, and we got to get in and look at what the previous person was doing, let's say, in HubSpot. Mm. And there was so much crap. Just cluttered, syncing things to different integrations that are not even being used mm-hmm. and data being sent back, creating contact properties, creating emails, like just such a cluster, workflows that make no sense. Um, and it's just a huge mess. But like you said yesterday, Larry, it busy. It makes you look busy. Sure. You can report on metrics that make you look like you're doing a good we job. Installed, yeah. We spent last week installing a new API so we can oh, see yeah. blah, 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 blah Love from that. every person mm-hmm. who visits our website. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. who Whoa. Cares? And then you never use it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got and it. Though. Really important <laughs> yeah. work there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, as a new marketing person coming in, what I'm doing is going through and first looking at things that I can clean up, those integrations, um, contact properties that really aren't being used, making a, uh, a list of the properties that are there that I know are good. Yeah. And then maybe just asking someone to flag like, Hey, we haven't updated this. This, th- these properties aren't being used. Is it necessary? Um, getting aligned with the sales, which we should talk about too, mm. cause that's probably not happening in the first place. <laughs> um, and then, and then looking at what is really going to move the needle. Where are our, MQLs and do we even have MQLs? Have you even set up a process to identify? Have them? we set up yeah. that process? And I'm going right to that point because as a new marketer, I want to make an impact right out of the gate. And so if I can deliver really good leads right away without requiring the company to spend money to buy those leads or to do ads, just use utilizing what you have, that's where I'm going. Straight yeah, I, I right get away. it for sure. Yeah. I think you're right on. I feel like a lot of clients that we've started to work with, we end up being a partner with them in cleaning up something that they oh have going God. on. The and month, one of always, the, yes. Right? Yeah. And one of the most common things you'll, so many names will come to your head when I say this out loud. <laughs> okay. So many people, they have, they come in saying, I need to fill the funnel. I need lead gen. I need leads. I need leads. And then, okay, how many people do you, yeah, yeah. How many people do you have in your database right now? 20,000, 50,000. <laughs> oh, how many of those people are already customers? How many of those people are qualified? Uh, just a few customers. I have no idea how many are qualified. We're like, slow your roll on the lead gen. Let's look yeah. at you have tens of thousands of people in here. Mm-hmm. We need to get them organized and start communicating with them. And mm-hmm. I mean, Always. Even if it's not, that's really common. We see people with, Mm -hmm. oh, I've got 13,000 people. None of of them are buying. Yeah. And only like a a thousand are closed loss and like 500 are made customers. Even if it's it's just a few thousand, even if it's a few hundred, they're still worth Mm reengaging. And there's such, such value in that you don't have to go and buy new leads through a bunch of PPC and social ads and... That's so far mm-hmm. down the road. If you're not yeah. nurturing, that is so far down your road. Mm-hmm. It's. I think people get lost on it really quickly and easily because it's a little intimidating to do the lead nurturing mm-hmm. or something. I guess I don't really know what the answer is. What I do know is they they'll come in and say, "Well, you just said, oh, and they're not buying." So then we then when we ask them the question, "What are you sending them? How are you talking to them?" and they're not, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. well. Of, 
you have to give them a chance to interact with you, look at something that you have. Like, have yeah. you tried to sell them anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 50,000 contacts with like a single touch that wasn't even like. And it's like a newsletter. Yeah, or it wasn't yeah. even like relevant yeah. to what somebody might have been looking for when mm-hmm. they went to the site. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally. Paul you Ranger have, got a promotion this week. <laughs> you, you have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we've only touched on if your predecessor left in a positive note. I think we talked to a lot of people that are coming in because they had a big mess to cover mm. and they might already be on sort of a short leash when they're at their job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, lo- we run into a lot of people that are pitching essentially inbound to their company for the first time and they've just been like an outbound company this whole time and now this new thought process is coming into the company and they have to be that they have to move the needle instantly to show value <gasps> look who's here oh Uh-oh, special guest on the pod sonny davis bringing coffee oh my gosh what a blessing I him to bring the coffee please yes please Thank where's you. tim and only we get we, it. And you don't. John Tim is actually gone? requested Tim. Yeah, Sonny, but this I'm is... glad we got Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> um, John got a message from me. I oh. got a. Me- oh, let me check. Oh, sorry, I get so many messages. I'm offended that you think you can pass the coffee making off to the one person who has literally never made coffee. <laughs> like, doesn't even know what button to push. I'm also offended because I'm more than <laughs> more than a coffee bitch, Sonny. <laughs> Can't say Whoa. that part. <laughs> Maybe this is all staying on the pod. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll read it out loud on the podcast. I just uh. like to match messages like that up with Sonny's smiling face. <laughs> <laughs> she comes in so happy. She's like, "You will respect me." <laughs> you will respect me, and then I'm like, "Wait, uh. hey guys, here's your coffee." Remember, I'm not your coffee bitch. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, love it. Thank all right. You. This podcast sponsored by coffee. Sonny's coffee. Sonny's coffee. Sophie. And, and she, we're back. It's her brother that um, does the coffee. It is her brother. Sam, or this whole, this whole got bring it back. You had a really good point though, and I wanted to touch on something you said. Can you just give me the cliff notes of what you said one more time? <laughs> yeah. So, not everybody that we're talking to is coming in on a positive light, and they might be pitching inbound to their company mm-hmm. as a new approach that they they probably weren't even aware of. I think that's a huge point. Um, and being able to move the needle instantly to show that there's a lot of value in it is essential to somebody that's coming in with that short leash. Yeah. That so it's like about. everything we've talked about from until now was they were already doing email marketing. They're already, you know, in the digital marketing space. But like, I think what Sam's saying is like, this might be, they're coming in and this is the first time that they have to teach a whole company. Hey, we can actually do this probably cheaper and better digitally. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's a huge ask, right? Especially For if sure. it's like the sales team is all old fashioned and the, uh, the owner maybe is like, no, I've been doing billboards. It works. Yeah. I've, mm-hmm. I've added the newspaper. We're fine. We've yeah. been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> exactly. We we get our leads in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we, we have a commercial that runs after the late night news. Come on. Oh, Do you yeah. guys have any tips to like maybe assess what that point, I mean, obviously we're, we're going to, we're a digital marketing agency. We're going to say, yes, do it right away. But do you have any like tipping points of like when it's time to finally look inward and say, Hey, I need inbound marketing now. Always. You should always do it. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. But as like your new, like, how do you, 
come in and pitch that, like Sam was saying, like you're the new digital mark, you're the new uh, director of marketing mm-hmm. at this. Um, let's call it like a plant. Like they produce something there. I'm a manufacturing a plant. They produce something. <laughs> manufacturing plant. You mean like or so, like bot- botanical plants? No, like uh, I don't know. They make they make suitcases. Little so if it's like an Samsonite. old, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it started with an us. <laughs> so if we have a company like you're saying is maybe kind of behind the times with what they're doing, there's also a possibility that the persona that you're going to be talking to in the C-suites respond well to things like ROI. So Mm. let's say they've been spending their money on some sort of print ad and conferences that don't necessarily, some, some people conferences work really well. I happened to work with a company at one point that spent a ton of money on one particular conference and they had literally never closed a deal from it in like five years, (laughs) but they continued to do it and felt that it was important. Okay, so to be able to say, what are you getting out of the marketing now? And then before you've even had a chance to try inbound marketing with the company, there's so much available now, like the, you know, ROI of email marketing is what has some of the highest ROI of any marketing that you can do. And I don't know the updated numbers, so I'm not going to throw it out there right now, but it's like, you know, 40 percent or something really high. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can start by giving them some metrics that say, hey, this is worth giving a shot. Come in with some data. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting with data, data yeah. in that kind of situation is really helpful. Um, looking for ways to start small if they're not willing to Ooh. say maybe go with um, yeah. HubSpot completely or mm-hmm. like, I mean, and there's small, you know, lower tiers yeah. of a lot of softwares that you can get. But if for nothing else to start, get yourself a landing page tool and some email marketing software right. that's like it doesn't have to be the big souped up anything. But if you can start making offers and generating leads and communicating with them and starting to see results like Mm -hmm. that'll help get you some traction and then you can build would it be fair to come in and maybe pitch like hey i I get that you like the way you're doing things let's maybe just split our budget in half and then we'll try that for the next like Mm -hmm. three months yeah and if you really don't see the results which i know you will Mm -hmm. we can go back to just you know standard outbound marketing Mm -hmm. Using uh, leads, like lead magnet, top of funnel offers on your website is a very good way to start. Mm -hmm. And um, it's pretty much free. I mean, you can do a lot of that stuff with free software. You could probably Mm -hmm. do it with your WordPress site without even getting another piece of uh, or another software to be included in it. And if I was in this situation working with maybe an antiquated company that's been doing business the same way for the last 30 years, why would we change it now? I reckon so. You know, um, I would, I would literally track every, even, even the, what seems like the smallest person coming through of a lead. And I would write that lead down on a post-it note and I'd go to the best salesperson and say, this person just requested information. They downloaded this piece of contact, uh, or this piece of content. This is their name, their phone number and their email address. They filled it out 30 seconds ago mm-hmm. and like literally hand delivering that to the lead just to start making that mm-hmm. correlation, because you'll track it. Like if you're using HubSpot or Google Analytics or something, you'll track all the data. But what's going to matter the most is if you can move the needle, if you can move the sales metric. Mm-hmm. And so you get a lead. I don't care if it's the first time you've ever done an ebook. You pick it up. You take that lead that comes in. You give their contact information on a post-it note and say, hey, Mr. Salesman, call this person, please. I mm-hmm. think this is a great opportunity mm-hmm. for us. And I think, and they might shoot you down. And they might say, well, I called him. didn't get a hold of him. Um, then that opens up a discussion to bigger things where you can have a much bigger impact, which is marketing and sales alignment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'd argue that 
about like 15 of those sticky notes, you're probably going to get maybe a customer out of it and then, or, or get really close to one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then maybe 50 of the old <laughs> leads that they're getting, they're mm-hmm. getting the same results. And then you'd be like, why don't we just like the, the salesperson's going to get pissed at all these sticky notes. She's like, why don't you just like email them to me? Oh, I might like, have a solution for that. As a matter of fact, I've discovered a very simple and effective way that we can all do this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you can do all of that so that's for an, free, basically. There's enough yeah. levels of free tools. I mean, do you want to talk about them? That might help someone if they're in this no. situation right now. Okay, next. I was, let's talk Sunday football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk about free tools. Um, HubSpot's got a great free um, tool set. The free CRM is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they have conversations. You can do live chat now for free on your website. Right, and they do email sends now. Yep. Which mm-hmm. is brand new, isn't Email, it? yep. Just which if you added. don't have a list, I mean, it, it goes, I don't remember what the maximum contact number I is. I don't remember. But, I don't remember. But it's enough to get started for mm-hmm. sure. I'd say before that you had to use MailChimp. That was probably the go-to. Am I? Yeah. yeah and there's even more available sure. now. Just, but I'm there just, are still I'm some certain, that you can yeah. do free with limited, you know, automations and stuff for like up to a certain number of contacts. I, I would say across the board, probably a lot. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. that now. Yeah. So I think a marketing person coming into a role and they're <clears throat> looking at all the different softwares that are being used. There's probably several that really don't need to be used. Um, mm-hmm. There's two sides. Like we just gave an example of an antiquated company that's using filing cabinets and Rolodexes to yeah, keep yeah, track yeah. and, a, you know, handwritten notes to keep track of their sales. Or just an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then now like let's lean more towards like I'm a marketing person coming in to uh, a company that's selling enterprise level software um, mm-hmm. that I need to sell, you know, maybe we're an 80 person company and I'm selling $700,000 deals to or our company is selling $700,000 deals to large businesses. Um, that's going to be a little bit different because in that situation, that marketing person is probably coming into a world where there's lots of software or lots of like little things started that the, were never finished. The Frankenstein marketing, yes. right? Frankenstein. I say a lot, a lot, there's the file filing cabinet antiquation. I think probably even more common is the the Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. So to put a bow on that filing cabinet, and then we'll shift on to what John yeah. said. You can do it for free. There's all those free softwares. Get started. You're good to go. Yeah. Now let's switch this because you're absolutely right. Like yeah. I've, I can think of four clients off the top of my head who came to us and they were they're at that higher level that mm-hmm. you're saying, but they're still like, they're on six different softwares right. just to yeah, do yeah. like one thing. And it's maybe that's your first thing you look at is like, yeah. if you're coming into this new job and you have 10 logins to do your marketing, mm-hmm. that might be the first place to start cleaning up. Absolutely. Yeah. If you have yeah. to log in multiple times to something, yeah. that's, that's a red flag that you should evaluate that. It's going to get really confusing and cost you a lot of time just trying to figure out Mm-hmm. what your metrics are if and you have to get them from 10 different places. And it's usually mm-hmm. like they have this list of either software or websites that they're using. And it's like all of like two or three years ago's next big thing oh, yeah. or, yeah. Yeah. or everybody's great ideas got stacked up on you. So you're like, Oh, I got to send an email. I got to go to MailChimp. Oh, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta find out how to call this guy. I gotta go to, what was it like really free CRM or something like yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it and, sounds and, fancy. Or, How or, much did it cost? I, I think it was really free. <laughs> <laughs> it was so free. For a, a low, low price up. Um, they, they paid you to use it. It was so <laughs> well, free. It didn't cost anything and it was topless. <laughs> it was topless. <laughs> 
whoa. <laughs> yeah. I'm that's, sold. <laughs> I'm in. Count me in. Yep. Sign me up. And I know this sounds like really HubSpot promoting, but that was, um, we're HubSpot partners, so I guess it's okay. But like that was one of the main things that drew me to HubSpot because I was, I was running our small business and I had MailChimp. I was doing emails through, um, my site was on WordPress. I was using Hootsuite to try and manage social media. I used lead pages to track all my landing pages and forms. Um, I was using Google Analytics. Um, and so I had, and there's a lot more too. So literally Just all the there you had named like six though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my, the, my favorite part is anytime you have something where you're using um, contacts, like mm-hmm. people, you're using lists of anybody that you have built. Um if you have different lists and different software that aren't the same, like you have a list of people in MailChimp and you have a list of people over here and a list of people over here, that's also a red flag Mm -hmm. that that's something you could go in and clean up and make an impact as a new marketing person to come in and see, why do we have 7,000 over here and 300 over here and 50 over here? What's the deal? We've seen that too. Uh Yeah. Yeah. What a nightmare. Let's consolidate this somehow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If only there was a spot. Let's talk about like a, (laughs) like a hub where you could put everything. There was a hub that, Mm. you know, Larry, I have no idea. I talk about a bike. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bike. But that's exactly what I was going to say. So let's talk about everything you can do in HubSpot, but without like, or a, or a marketing platform of its nature. Right. Sure. So we're not like just shoving HubSpot down some other through. marketing platform, but everything you just said you could do, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You could. Um, so just my, my situation of bringing our company into HubSpot, this was six years ago now. Um, looking at, um, I could have a CRM that was free that housed literally all of my contacts. I could stop using MailChimp, which was a nightmare to sort and organize lists and see who's open what. And, oh, I've also had a phone call with this person and really kind of just crazy like a train wreck. So I could do it all inside of HubSpot. And, oh, my gosh, I can host my blog on here now so I don't have to do it mm-hmm. on WordPress. So literally HubSpot came in. There's great analytics in HubSpot. We still use Google Analytics because d- data is different, um, but it's still like. I got a confession. I just do it in HubSpot. <laughs> oh, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then the what, what we really don't even talk about in this podcast is the organic social posting capabilities in HubSpot, which we could do another podcast on, but you can host and uh, you can publish to multiple social media profiles multiple times, schedule across the board for your entire company. Do it on a Monday and you're good for the month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who wants to talk to other people on a Monday? You just get some coffee, you know, turn on some Enya. Raquel. This is like the 60th time he's brought up Enya today. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Can I say I'm a fan? Hey, nothing wrong with it. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, bring it back to our, our thesis, if you will. Um, we're trying to fix your predecessor's mess, right? And that, that might be an aggressive way to say it. It could have been fine, but you're going to put your own twist on it and you're going to kick some butt. Wiping so, up their skid marks, Larry, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> he's out. He's out here. Right. <laughs> look out, folks. <laughs> oh, look out. <laughs> um, what we were kind of discussing before we started recording is probably the main thing you do. And it, it might be, it should, it's what we should change the title of the podcast to, and it should be define your MQL. Cause that's like our Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I might pass this to John to just get into it, but, and I'm going to pass it to Raquel. Raquel is going to get into it and, and then, then she's going to pass it to Sam. <laughs> and I'm going to ollie you all the way back to John. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. So if you're coming into this new job, I think there's two things you need to do and it's, a, make new buyer personas. 
that might actually become before MQLs. That'll help you make your MQLs, yeah. right? Maybe it's not make new ones, but definitely review. look. Review them. Yeah, great. Really great job. evaluate. <laughs> and evaluate for really important components, not just fluffy. Do you have any bullet points of like some quick wins of like, I mean, obviously look at some of your best customers. We should right? do That's a podcast next time on buyer personas. All right. But what really I love quick. is every podcast, we're deciding what our next podcast should it. be. It's People great. are going to be like, Oh, I gotta listen um, to that. I'm so stoked. <laughs> um, goals is a big one. Okay. Um, backing up really quick though. Maybe one, your buyer persona should be a person. That's where most companies go wrong is they say, oh, this is probably a woman and she's between 20 and 65. Oh, yeah. But what about, what about she a could guy who's the same age and oh, he's just a little bit one. older and, yeah. <laughs> and then they have like six buyer personas? Yeah. It's, and it's okay to have a persona that like a person like we have a, a persona that is uh, marketing Maria, but it's okay that a man is marketing Maria sure. and our persona is totally fine. Um, and it also like if marketing Maria is 50, it's okay if there's a 30 year old dude. Uh, that is marketing Maria because it's sorry. We can't work with you. You don't fit yeah, our buyer person. You're not a 50 year old woman. <laughs> Larry's faves. Uh, oh, oh, I got nothing. Uh, um, yeah. So defining MQL or de- defining a buyer persona, focusing on a person first yep. off, not just a range of people to try Cause you want to, you want to pretend like this person is sitting across the table from you and you can define lots of things about him or her goals, knowing what their goals are, challenges, knowing what their challenges are, what's keeping them up at night. Why are they laying in their bed, like waking up at three in the morning in a panic? What is, what is the thought that's running through? And why are those things that you can solve? Right? Yeah. And how does that relate specifically to your services? Mm -hmm. Um, the other one that I like a lot, um, is, uh, sources of information. Where are they going to find information? And so it's not just like, Oh, they follow, the next web on Facebook. It's like, um, what conferences are they attending? What conferences would they never miss? Who are the gurus in in the industry that they follow? Yep. You know, are they big Gary Vaynerchuk fanboys or, you know, is it Simon Sinek or who are the people that they're really following? Um, books. What are the popular books? I mean, there's so many to get into with that. Um, but, but it really you, helps you craft like the main thing you're doing for this buyer persona and inbound marketing is creating content for them. Right. Mm -hmm. So that I think that's really important, right? Yeah. Know what they're doing so you can make content that fits what they like. Right. Absolutely. And what they need help with. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that is often overlooked is, um, their role in the purchasing process. Mm. Are you speaking with a decision maker or are you speaking with, the head of HR who has to get everything approved by the CEO or the CFO. And if you understand that, then you know the kind of content, like so many people want to talk about features of their product when the people who are making the decision don't care about the features of the product. They want to know, does your product solve their problem? Mm-hmm. Does your product give them more revenue? Get them. Yeah. Keep so, going. Got it. <laughs> so like having, knowing that will craft all of your messaging to the primary people that you want to talk to. And I think that bridges right into, that's also what you'd call your MQL, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that, that is their, their fit is what we'd call it is everything we just said. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. like them fitting well with your company. And then you also would measure their engagement through Correct. lead scoring. If you're a fan of the podcast, you already know all about it, but <laughs> yeah. it's uh, a way to automate a new contact or a existing contact by giving them a score based on their fit that we just based talked about. Fit. Yep. 
and their engagement with your site. So opening emails, going to certain pages, and that's how you set your MQL, right? Yeah, you, you, you need those two score. things, and if they meet those, they're probably ready to talk to uh, Sam over here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Send them to yeah. your salesperson, mm-hmm. and then, and that that's a huge impact. So if you're, you're new marketing in, person, yeah. You're coming in with a framework right there to, you could do that in just a matter of days, sit down with some stakeholders. Let's talk about our buyers. I want to make sure I really understand who it is we're selling to because I want to market to that person. And then let's define what a marketing qualified lead is Mm -hmm. so that you can apply that score or that process to all the people that you currently have. And what you've just done is you've just given yourself, let's say 50 new contacts, 50 really good contacts that are already in your system that your sales team can work and say, Hey, let's just give it a shot and see if these 50 are right. And if not, give me feedback because I'm new and there's going to be things that are, that we just have to learn. Sure. That, uh, you know, I don't know how often we get into that, but when you have your MQLs and your buyer personas, that's not a one and done project because Mm-mm. times mm-hmm. change, people change, your scores should change too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other thing with that is a dashboard. Ooh, talk about it. Love a dashboard. Love a good dashboard. Mm-hmm. Preach King. Keep a dashboard in, uh, <laughs> and visibility of the people that matter in your company so that, oh, so that Sam is Sam crying is, right now. The people that matter. What Finally. I mean uh, is probably not what you think, <laughs> <laughs> but like you want to show that the metrics that you're tracking and the things that you're doing, you want people who are maybe higher up than you, your boss, other people who are working for you. You want them to see the traction, see what's happening in real time throughout the day, throughout the entire week. So we keep, we said on the last podcast, we have a TV out front. We keep um, our, our metrics right now, where we're at for MQLs for the month, SQLs, um, our deals that we're closing, our traffic. Like we keep it up on one dashboard. So every time I walk by it, I'm like, okay, Sam, you need to pick up the phone calls. Or I'm like, Larry, we're low on MQLs this month. What's going on? I need to have a chat. Um, but what that also does is when things are going really well, it's showing me, yeah, these guys are doing what they're supposed to do. This is really cool. Which and is most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. I it's mean. pretty much all the time. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> Sam's sweating. Sam's crying again. <laughs> but this time sad. <laughs> what a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just doing that. Like you're you're allowing yourself. It's like a, a subtle way of dropping the mic when things are going really well, I think. Ooh, I like that. In mm-hmm. front of your boss just to be like, yeah, remember when you hired me? Nice, Larry. Larry dropped his pen. Uh, dashboard. Get a dashboard. You can do that with Databox. I think they have a free version that you can use that should work well. HubSpot has dashboards. And uh, Databox, you can sync with any of those softwares we just talked about, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So if you're if you're liking MailChimp or whatever, I keep going back to that because that's all I can think of for yeah. some reason. Constant but contact. Yeah, there's any of the Infusionsoft. You can a bunch. pop mm-hmm. that into a dashboard. It's really cool. I love mm-hmm. being able to walk out in the hallway there and be like, all right, things are looking. Dude, that blog we wrote last week to a thousand views this month. Yeah, hell yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's motivating. What, and then you had one more about your previous job. Yeah, not your specific, but like coming from your previous job. Oh yeah, just uh, I mean, and this is about 
evaluating what's going on in the marketing, but it's also a mindset thing where the job that you've just come from, where maybe you were having really successful campaigns, you're not necessarily going to be able to take that and just overlay it onto your new job. So just taking the time to really evaluate what it is that you're walking into, even if it looks messy, knowing that you're not going to be able to pick up where you left off with what you've been doing specifically. You might have to think about backing up to, okay, when I was at this phase in the last role like how did we get started in you know finding some whatever it is new leads or starting to sort out all these contacts and things like that not trying to get too ahead of yourself because you'll end up feeling more tangled in the mess if you like overdrive your headlights and jump ahead too quickly yeah don't focus on the strategies that you did because the strategies are going to be use case specific Mm -hmm. focus on like understanding where you're at the metrics that you're trying to gather and then letting that inform you on where you should go to do more. Dang, Raquel. Bing bong. I've got nothing left to say. That's it. I feel like we <laughs> hit a home run. Any final thoughts, guys? Nope. Sam and I have a call in two minutes, so we got to go. Bounce. Go, go, run, run. That. No, that's it. Final thoughts. Can you guys final hear my thoughts? stomach growling? It's so I, loud. I haven't ate yet either. I'm so I'm hungry. Like, oh. <laughs> um, bye. Bye. <laughs> Toodaloo.